what's going on professionally silly listeners so i should probably warn you guys the first 11 minutes of this particular podcast episode i am recording with a guest host a friend of mine that i've known for quite some time and she currently resides in dc right now dc and a few other uh northeastern eastern states are dealing with zakatas or cicadas, whatever they're called. They're like these big-ass bugs. They're like locusts, and apparently they come out every 17 years to mate. So she was outside when we recorded the intro version of this podcast episode. I do apologize for all the loud cicada sounds that you heard. But uh, after the intro, after the first 11 minutes, we'll go back. She went inside, so (laughs) you won't hear them as much. Just wanted to give you a nice little warning. I hope you guys enjoy the episode because I got a true crime story you wouldn't believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back or to the Professionally Silly Podcast. What's up? We be shooting the shit and discuss a variety of awesome paranormal experiences, true crime stories, and some interesting random ass topics I find online. It's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And this week, this week we are with a special guest host, my homie, a comedian, an actor, a dancer, a writer, a filmographer, a what else do you do? Because you just you you do everything. I also do kinky backflips. Yes, kinky backflips. <laughs> Lovely. This is my homie Lee. What's going on, man? I am so happy to be here on your podcast. This is going to be fun. This will be interesting. Now let me go ahead and let you know right now. Um, I'm in Georgia and Lee is in DC. So right now we are recording via FaceTime and uh, my ceiling fan is on because it's hot as hell. So you're going to hear a lot of strange things. Also, Lee currently is, uh, <laughs> Lee, why don't you tell us about the sounds we're hearing in your background? Okay, so I'm from D.C. If you know about the East Coast, we have the DMV area, which is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So right now I'm across pennsylvania avenue line so that means i'm technically in maryland at this time and they are these demonic insects everywhere called cicadas there's millions of them they come out once every 17 years to mate and then they die but while they're here they make sure that they terrorize everyone (laughs) yeah i she actually showed me the, the cicadas that she's dealing with right now and there's it's um, it's so many of them it's impossible not to walk on the ones that are in the ground so they just walk around with just zakata bodies under their feet everywhere they step and it's gross Whew. right if you don't if you've never heard of cicadas just think of the uh what they call locusts oh yeah locusts yeah it's like that but imagine it 10 times as many <laughs> oh man, you you dealing with biblical issues over there almost. Right. It feels like I'm in the middle of a plague. <laughs> so that's oh shit. You all right? I'm sorry. I got attacked. Oh, there's a lot of them. Lee, you scream like a bitch. I just want that to be pointed out. Thank you. <laughs> so, I certainly hope that you guys had a great week. I had a, a mediocre one. Uh I I'm just really glad that the week is just about over, honestly. Nothing exciting really happens. Oh, wait, no, no. I just thought of something. I do have news, Lee. You're going to love this, too. This is a two-parter, guys, okay? So, first things first. 
I started doing squats, okay, and oh. yeah, right? And my ass feels like it's literally, like literally on fire at all times. Oh. I can barely stand can the fuck up. You do push-ups or sit-ups, but please don't lose that butt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I tried to walk down the stairs earlier, and I had I had to hold on to the railing and take it slow. Like, <laughs> wow. your girl's trying to get this old body moving. You know, I'm about to drop these pounds, baby. Anyways, the second thing is, is the people who asked me to be a part of their radio commercial, uh, Beat the Heat uh, Mother's Day commercial, they reached out to me again to do a, another part for Father's Day. And uh, they, they love what I did before, so uh, it's pretty pretty freaking dope that they reach back That's out. Because awesome. that means I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You make them connections and relationships. That's awesome, though. I mean, in the best, it like felt so good to be appreciated to, uh, you know, by those who actually do it, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what, this is their job. They do this. They know good stuff, you know? So that makes right. me feel good. So I guess something happened after all. That's great. <laughs> I also just posted a, a really cool Randonautica video on my YouTube channel for those of you interested in that. That app, uh, it's crazy what it does. Have you heard of the Randonautica app, Lee? Mm-mm. What is that? <laughs> tell me more about it. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> it's um, it's an app that allows you to manifest the things that you're that you're looking for into reality. So what you do is you set your intentions on something, and the app will send you location coordinates to a real destination. Something even like some oh. even like actual addresses sometimes too. Oh, I think I have heard about that. I heard different things about it. I'm, I'm glad that you've experienced it. What, what was your experience like with using it? Well, when I did it, I, I got to tell you, man, I've done it twice so far. I did it once last year in 2020. I think it was in the summer. Remember when I found that creepy-ass doll? I was randonautic when I found that. Wow. I was randonautic when I found that. And my intentions were set to creepy, and that's what we found, that creepy-ass haunted doll. I, I don't know where that thing is now that I think about it. You brought it home? I don't think i did I, not. I don't think i did carrying stuff with you you don't know what spirits is attached that you leave <laughs> it where you found it <laughs> i took it home with me for the uh for the video of my paranormal black activity channel to see if it was haunted and then when i found out it was i kept it a little bit longer and then it was time for me to move here i don't remember packing it and sending it i don't think i did i think i may have given it to someone i don't really don't remember that's so weird can you guys hear those things? Oh, you man. Yeah, there's so here. many. Yeah. They, that's the sound of them making sweet love, I guess. Ugh, gross. Yeah. That's they gross. just go on and die. <laughs> just die. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Zacadas? What is it? Cicadas. Zacadas. Ugh. <laughs> so and What's weird is that they never told us about these insects ever until they came out. The first time they came out, I was in middle school. And so we were all introduced to them like this. So you all know all those things everywhere outside. Those are called cicadas. Like we didn't know what the heck was going on. <laughs> nobody else in the rest of the world know what a cicada is other than places where they actually come out at. Uh. Like they, I've never seen them on National Geographic, Animal Planet, or nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trending on Twitter now. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> That's how I found out about it. But I didn't realize how bad it was until I saw where you are currently. And I was like, yeah, you need to move. <laughs> I know, right? That's too much. So, guys, last week on the podcast, we talked about hilariously 
interesting obituaries. And uh, there are some people out there who have an interesting sense of humor. For example, Lee, we had a couple, um, a couple of obituaries mentioned someone's circumcision, being uppercut by Batman, and even uh, getting revenge using an obituary. So... <laughs> it was an interesting and random episode. You got to listen to that one if you guys haven't yet. So today, I've got another interesting true crime episode for you. It's been a moment since I creeped everybody out. So I figured it was about that time. Lee, it's a good thing that you're joining us today. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> Have you guys um seen those videos where people discover that a stranger was living inside their attic or inside their walls. Like, have you ever heard of that, Lee? Oh my gosh, I've seen a video. I remember on 2020, I was little, I seen this video of somebody living in the walls. But you remember that movie, uh, Children Under the Stairs? That's what it makes me think of. Oh, I forgot about that. But there's a raccoon living in my grandmother's uh, attic, and I keep wanting to go up there so bad, because you never know. It could be somebody living up there. We've Nobody in my family has ever been in the attic Ooh. since we bought that house. They won't let me go up there. I'm like, what y'all hiding up there? Oh, yeah. What's up? Is that where the family fortune is? <laughs> I need to get up in there and get me some. <laughs> so what's going on? Like what Lee says, you never know. Now, sometimes people would hear footsteps or, or banging coming from somewhere inside their house, but they could never figure out where the sound was coming from. Okay, so that's what we're going to discuss in this episode. We're in this ex- this exact situation, but it ends in murder. So, huh. murder. Um, <laughs> for you true crimers out there, there is a murder. Uh, we're going to going to be discussing the Spider Man of Denver. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> a creepy, a creepy, a creepy addict true crime episode. So, everyone, uh, quick check your homes. Make sure there isn't any extra people living there. And uh, <laughs> we'll get so they started. Need to pay rent. Yeah, they do need to pay some rent. It's you know, it was hard times right now. You can't be Tell living them. in my attic for free. Tell them come up off that stimmy. <laughs> come up off that stimmy, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, before we get into this, I want to remind you guys: if you have any funny, scary, embarrassing, creepy, whatever kind of stories, send them in and email them to me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail dot com. That's gonna be down in the show notes too copy and paste that she bitch love her some creepy stories i do god i do <laughs> i cover a lot of cool topics here so if you want to join in on the silly or you have any topic ideas you can email me and check out the at it's pro silly twitter and instagram page or our new professionally silly podcast group on facebook yes uh, and also I, you need to join there are you even on there yet on where on my facebook I'm on Facebook, but I never, I don't join. I'm a bad Facebook group. I, see, you, what you guys can't tell is I can see her face and you can't see her face. And it's like she's searching for a lie. <laughs> searching for a lie. <laughs> but no, I really don't. I, I don't get on there often. I'm a part of so many groups on there, but I genuinely just don't go to Facebook often. Yeah, I, I literally just started going back on it now because of what I'm doing. But before that, yeah, I was like, Facebook, blah, blah. Bring back MySpace. <laughs> right. Well, we were all fake coders and stuff. Yeah, that was great. I know, we were all fake coders. 
Make sure you guys uh, support this podcast by leaving a five star and written review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be dope. Five of them bad boys. It's free. It actually helps my podcast discover be discovered by new listeners. It helps my podcast grow, which is what we want. Let's be dope. You know? Also, it makes me feel good to know that you guys are enjoying what I'm doing. It makes me feel good. Lee, are you ready for this true crime experience? I am ready, although I am in the middle of a true crime at this moment, but I can take some more. Okay, yeah. She Like, like, like I said, guys, the sound is going to be very interesting in this episode. Okay, for those of you who, 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 who like, uh, who listen to podcasts for extraordinary sound, this is not the episode for you. <laughs> but if you like a good story, screaming and some cicada sex. yeah, it's cicada sex and screaming. That's what we're going to hear here. But if you, if you like a good story, if you like a, a good time and you like some some true crime, you're going to enjoy this. So we will be right back and then we're going to go ahead and, uh, and get this going. <laughs> what's going on smile squad we're back uh the audio has uh it's improved a bit let me tell you why my homie was like you know what we, we listened to the first 11 minutes and we were like this those things are louder than we thought they were gonna be <laughs> Out there screaming to the top of their lungs like Mariah Carey. Yeah, it's just, uh, just a field of Mariah Carey, whatever the fuck those things are. Locus. This is a Cicada concert. This is a Cicada concert. concert. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you guys, Cicada Fest. That's pretty much what it is. So, you guys are gonna really love the fact that right now she has gone inside. She's indoors, and I'm indoors. You may still hear my ceil- my ceiling fan because I'm not turning that shit off. It's a million degrees and. It's humid and I don't have time for it. So, because normally I record from my from my closet. That's <laughs> going back in the closet these days. Huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, it has not been an easy journey. It's hot back there. <laughs> it's, it's hot, very uncomfortable. Okay, so as I said before, we've all been home alone at some point, and you know before, and we've heard things that we could not explain. But usually, we can shake that feeling off. And pretend it was all in our head. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right, it's usually not. And I, I would, I would, I would say about nine out of ten times where we worry for no reason. But some people aren't as lucky. <gasps> oh, transition. Look at that. <laughs> Ooh. So we are going back in time to the 40s. World War II was going on. Uh, I'm scared already. Right? <laughs> ah, terrified. Oh, but the microwave oven was new, so that's something. Tupperware was invented. Microwave. We had microwave ovens in the 40s? Yeah, I mean, they, they weren't as good as they are now, but yeah. Wow. It was invented around that, that time. Yeah. This, see, did you know that the Slinky was uh, in its debut at that time? I didn't know that. No, everybody loves a Slinky. I love Slinky. That's my favorite invention ever. See? Everybody loves a Slinky. The 40s was busy, bro. They, they were busy. <laughs> tired of being bored they were like okay we gotta create something world war ii <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> so in 1941 a man by the name of philip peters he was a retired rail world that's hard to say retired railroad say that five times fast railroad 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 
We don't have the rights to that shit. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was less than two seconds. We got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair use, fair use clause. <laughs> so he was a retired railroad auditor uh, and uh, of the uh, Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad. So he lived in Denver, Colorado, and uh, in his house on 3335 West Moncrief Place. Now, he lived there with his wife, Helen, and in, in October 1941, Helen breaks her hip and is hospitalized. You know, that, that sucks. Did they have life alert? <laughs> yes, they had life alert in the 40s. I've fallen and I can't they didn't even have 911 yet, so there was definitely not they a life alert. <laughs> they only had the nine. <laughs> Shut up. Please send a buggy this way. I am in pain. They only had a nine. There were no other numbers. It was a rotary, so it took some time. Oh, crap. Hopefully the damage wasn't done to their fingers. Okay. So she breaks her hip in 1941. Oh, and they're in their early 70s, by the way. I should probably mention that. So, ouch. So they were married. That doesn't sound good at all. No, it doesn't. In the 70s during the 40s, that sounds already dangerous. Well, they survived the roaring 20s, so they're good. <laughs> they got to experience that. <laughs> you know? I, I bet they couldn't handle COVID. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think at that time they all would have gotten the shots. <laughs> right. They, they would have been scared out of their mind. Oh, no, the plague. We shots. Okay, so. No, you're good, man. They were married around uh, 1899, and that's also around the time that they bought their house. So that was like a you know wedding present to each other. So they enjoyed their lives. I don't know. I should have looked that up. I have no idea. 1899. 1899. I mean, we're in Denver. No, no, they were married in 1899. The year 1899. Yeah. So they enjoyed their lives and they had a lot of fun and they were even members of the Denver Guitar Club. Now I, I yeah. <laughs> I even, that sounds like a cool club. Right? They uh they they they, they taught the uh, guitar and some of the mandolin lessons there. So they had a pretty interesting life together. And I was like, what the fuck is a mandolin? And I I googled it and I was like, oh okay. <laughs> They're expensive. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I have a guitar and don't know how to play one goddamn chord on it. Well, one chord. That's it. I think I've forgotten. That's all you need is one chord. <laughs> that's it? Just strum one chord. That's creepy. <laughs> just. Well, then you just have to pretend to be gothic now. One just one, one chord. I don't give a fuck. I'm not a conformist. <laughs> right. So they met um, a teenager named Theo from Illinois who was about 17 years old at the Denver Guitar Club, and they were teaching him how to play the mandolin. Now, Theo wasn't well physically. He was, like, really pale and very thin, and he had a problem with his lungs. So I couldn't find out exactly what his condition was, but it was said that he wasn't supposed to live to see adulthood, is what they said. So he's always had medical problems since birth. Now, Kid has had a rough life. His father died when he was 16, and this is a year before he met Philip. Then he and his mom, they moved to Colorado and um, he dropped out of high school because he didn't expect to live, you know, to eight, you know, they think they said he's going to like die around before 18 is what they told him. So he's like, you know, fuck high school. Why? I mean, why go? I, I get it. I would have dropped out too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going to die, but you got to graduate. No, I don't. 
the fuck I need algebra for? (laughs) Anyways, um, he wasn't allowed to work either because his mother was afraid that he would get hurt or get too stressed out or something like that. And his lungs would fail. Now, Philip takes it upon himself to try to help Theo. So he and his wife would give him food, sometimes money and clothing. They would invite him over for dinner. And they seem to be like a couple of wonderful human beings. After what I mean, this is the 40s. They were probably racist. That's my guess. I don't know. But (laughs) I just like to assume that all white people from the past were racist. I don't. It's a thing. <laughs> to my white listeners, I, I listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I I'll be honest with you, dude. I go into like I live in Georgia, right? So sometimes I'll go to the grocery store, and if somebody white says something nice to me or holds a conversation with me, these days I'm like surprised as shit, and I look at them like they're a unicorn. You know I'm black, right? We're, you're talking to me like it's always. I don't even know why it's so shocking now. I guess because of the things that have been going on in the news, it's like heightened my senses. And so I see someone white and they're really nice and they're kind and they're speaking to me like a human. I'm like, are you a unicorn? What? And it's weird. It shouldn't feel like that. You never know because it typically are the ones that don't seem racist at all that you later on find out did something really really crazy racist or said some really wild stuff. So it's like you never know whether to take it, you know, as pure kindness. Yeah. Because these days, especially what's going on in the news, and I hate the way that I think that way right now, but it's just a defensive kind of thing, I guess. Anywho, let's get back to the to the murder and stuff. So, <laughs> let's get back. Everyone pretend like the last few minutes didn't happen. Okay, so, <laughs> Phil took it upon himself uh, to try to help Theo, and, they, and, and uh, the Peters would do a lot of nice things. They tried their best to help this young man while they were, uh, while he was in Denver. But Theo kind of became a drifter and they lost touch with him after after a while. Anyways, Theo spent most of his adult life homeless. His health was so bad he couldn't hold the job. But fun fact, uh, there was a time that he did sell advertisements. So he was like one of those uh, dudes on Mad Men for, for a little bit. Like that TV show. Uh-huh. I've been meaning to watch that show for so long. I get distracted every time because there's other shows that come out and then I'm like, well, I got to see these now. And so that's why the queue on my Netflix is just ridiculously overrun. Same with Hulu. It's just, I have too many things to watch and I can't, I can't do it all. <laughs> right. So they put all the good stuff out at once and then they put all the bad stuff out at once. So you either are not watching TV at all or you're trying to watch a bunch of different things at once. It's just not fair. There's only 24 hours in a day. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got to record my podcast. So I'm busy. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyways, um, blah, 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 find my place. Okay. So <laughs> about uh, 30 years later, I, I have this all researched and written down, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Everything about this. Now, I don't memorize this. I take the time. <laughs> okay. There's a lot because of information. She's professionally silly now. Yeah, her research. I do my research ish. So, <laughs> so about 30 years later, uh, Theo is in Denver and he's looking for Mr. Peters, hoping that he would help him out. And as you guys can imagine, Denver, Colorado is cold as hell in the wintertime. So when Theo gets to the house, no one was there. He knocked on the door. Nobody answered. 
Now, I'm assuming at the time Philip was out visiting his wife, Helen, at the hospital because of her broken hip. So he wasn't he wasn't always home to answer the door. Now, because Philip's wife was in the hospital, uh, their neighbor would uh, said that he can come over to her house to, to have dinner every night, you know, because he's a little older and she's just super fucking nice. Just a little too nice. You ask me, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just doesn't seem like a lot of neighbors these days hang out anymore right. everyone seems to they be doing yeah everyone's doing their own thing you know what i'm saying it, it's they just call the police if they see something oh yeah innocent person arrested oh yeah yeah <laughs> everyone's trying their absolute best not to socialize with anyone outside their circles unless they want unless they get to call the cops or something right. <laughs> I'm going to call the police you can't sell water here. <laughs> no barbecues allowed. But <laughs> baby Ray's is delicious. It is delicious. I really do love baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Smother me in that. They're not sponsoring this podcast episode. What is happening? <laughs> We're going to shut that down right the fuck now. <laughs> beautiful ass voice yeah back to my murders (laughs) she's like i'm gonna use this as an opportunity to be on the voice without the voice (laughs) they're not even here (laughs) so um he knocks on the door and uh nobody's there you know so (laughs) so i was just thinking about what you said anyway the lovely the lovely lady neighbor next door offered philip dinner at his house every night to help him out while his wife was hospitalized philip really appreciates his jester and takes her up on it so he has dinner at her house every night for two weeks okay now on october 17th philip doesn't show up for dinner which is kind of odd because this amazingly overly kind woman is giving him free delicious food every night so she she grows a little you know suspicious a little worried even she goes to his house, knocks on the door to make sure that he's all right, and he doesn't answer the door. Of course, right? Of course, this makes her worry even more because Philip was older and, uh, and she thought that he didn't, you know, come by for a free meal. Then something must be up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who passes up on free food? Not me. Not me either. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you... Okay. If you heard that I was about to have an amazing free meal and you haven't heard from me since, I either had the itis or I've been kidnapped or murdered. Something bad has happened to me. So, call, uh, call FEMA. Call them all. Call FEMA. <laughs> well, maybe not FEMA. <laughs> call FEMA. Call NAPA. Let NASA know. FBI. Call Texas Ranger. Oh, dude. He'll, he'll find you. <laughs> yeah, he'll kick everybody's ass. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll knock you out with with his mustache alone. He's going to knock you his out. That's what a ranger's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? They said they said uh Chuck Norris isn't hung like a horse. Horses are hung like Chuck Norris. <laughs> wow. Okay. These no, they used remember that time frame. <laughs> Shut up. When they used to have all those Chuck Norris sayings in like the early two thousands, that was like a thing for a while. Right. He might as well bring them back because now he can make money because that was before social media. Ah, social media. 
Yeah, we should bring that back. I'm gonna go ahead and get that started. So the neighbor is really concerned, uh, you know, that Phil isn't answering his door. So she asked her neighbors if they could help her locate Phil. So they all go to his house and they can't get in because all the windows and doors are locked except for one. One of the neighbors finds a window and um, they can open and get through the window screen and she was able to open the window and climb through. This is like the smallest person of the bunch. I think it's like a kid, like a, like a 14 year old or something, which is kind of fucked up. Hey, you're small and young. Go inside and see if you find a body. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> go ahead in there. So anyways, she was not prepared for what the fuck she found when she entered that house because she found the dead body of Philip Peters. He was severely beaten and almost unrecognizable. His clothes were ripped up from the beating and he had over 10 wounds in his skull. I think it was about, about a dozen of them. So yeah, he was a bloody mess. I mean, there was blood everywhere. It was not, it was just not a pretty scene. Yeah. And a 14 year old, a teenager found that. Now I remember reading that in different articles about who found, uh, who found the body and they said it was a teenager several different times. So, you know, Mm -hmm. those are my facts there. And I get scarred for life. Hey, so what you do when you were a kid? I found a body. <laughs> you wonder why all this crazy stuff is going on now because they were letting children discover massacres at 14. And yeah. And they grew up crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, the 40s, bro. Things have changed a bit. <laughs> Isn't that where we had Dracula? That's when Dracula was out. Dracula was Terrorizing out. Terrorizing the city. Terrorizing the city. <laughs> I cannot even imagine what it's like to come across a bloody corpse like that. Must have been then you're supposed to terrifying. Stick, I heard. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> if I ever cross a dead body, my first reaction isn't "Let me just poke it with a stick." Like it's not ever. <laughs> that's what they do in all the cartoons. Mm, that's what cartoons are you fucking watching? <laughs> you like poke it with a stick. I need to know what the hell you were watching as a kid. What the fuck? They found the dead body and poked it with a stick? Yeah. I missed that episode. You know, that's some Cartoon Network um, entertainment. They all love massacres. Okay. Some crazy stuff on the Cartoon Network. I am learning a lot of things that I didn't know. I thought you were going to say like Ren and Stippy. And I can see it there. <laughs> they all do. Or... Or you can go boys in the hood style. You're supposed to go tell all your friends, say, hey, you want to see a dead body? There's only two ways to handle discovering a dead body. You either poke it with a stick or you show all your friends. I'm concerned. That's what I learned from television. Okay. I'm going to need you to find the remote and click that off button. (laughs) No depiction of calling 911. I've never seen them call 911 on television. They always either poke it with a stick or tell their friends. That is dark. I'm concerned about what you've learned as a child. Listen, never yeah. come to my house. <laughs> Stay there. Mm-mm, especially not then. <laughs> I don't share my food. <laughs> so when the police arrive, they find uh, his belongings around the house, like his money, his wristwatch. So the police don't think that this is a burglary. Plus, you know, all the windows and doors are pretty much shut, you know. So anyways, uh, they go ahead. And rule and rule that out that it, that it's not a burglary. Now I, I find it I find it very interesting uh, what police can put together by what they see or don't see at crime scenes. It's kind of cool. Like I find it 
I find it intriguing, if you will. Let me tell you what I mean. So while the police are inside the Peter's home, they also notice that the house is locked up tight and there is almost no way into the house. Even the chain on the front door is still in place from the inside. So it's locked. Now, if you're a true crime addict like myself, then you know what the police were under the impression that the killer was still inside the house. Huh? Or the killer had a key and locked everything up before he left because you know what? That's how you respect somebody's home. You put everything back where you left it. How do you put the chain on the door from the outside? If you're a magician. Okay, so now the killer is a magician. Houdini killed him. Okay. (laughs) Definitely have the right person on this episode. That's for certain. Okay, so... (laughs) Does anyone anyone else have goosebumps or is it just me? uh, Clearly, the killer is in the house. I mean, that's what I would have thought if I were a cop in the 40s. I would have assumed, hey, the chain is still on. No one has those super ass long fingers that can do that. Like put the chain back on from the outside of the door. That's damn near impossible. You could remove it. There's like little tricks, but putting it on, I don't know. I don't know if people were that smart in the forties. <laughs> damn. But then again, they made the microwave. So. I don't know if people were that smart in the forties. That needs to be a shirt, <laughs> and you should wear that at nursing homes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that went dark and gross. So, okay, so the cops are looking around the entire house and every every nook and cranny, okay, and then they, that they can get to, they take a look. And they find nothing and no one. They do, however, come across a trap door that leads to the attic, but the opening is so small, they don't think anyone can fit through it. They even banged on the trap door, but it didn't move. And, it, and they didn't hear anything, so they dismissed it. Cops were like, listen, no point looking any further into this one. <laughs> oh, well, case closed. <laughs> so someone get this dead body out of here. Does anyone know if the lady next door still has any food that she's giving away? Uh, that's <laughs> right. Anybody have an extra large trash bag? Right. <laughs> you know, just don't worry about that little hole. It's fine. There's a dead body in here. We're not going to search the entire house. It's whatever. I mean, this was, this is police and police work in the forties. What do you, I don't know. No, this is the 40. I'm sure their maid was probably black. <laughs> oh man. Just all kinds of racism on this episode. All right. So <laughs> with a hint of racism, I can just see the tweets and emails now. You're racist. I don't like your podcast. Listen, my best friend is black. I can say this. And I'm black too. So So is my mom. Kind of. My mom's black. My dad's black. My butthole is black. It should be brown. You should see someone about that. Let's go ahead and jump off this asshole. So the police absolutely have no idea what happened and don't really know where to start. So the case goes cold and um, I know they're thinking, okay, all the questions are answered. Can can I just say that this guy, Philip, had the coolest neighbors? Okay, he's got a neighbor that's willing to give him dinner every night 
and a handful of neighbors that go looking for him when he misses one of those dinners. I barely have neighbors that respond to me when I wave at them. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what HOA is supposed to do. No, they're too busy collecting fraudulent charges. <laughs> right, they collect all the money and they'll do shit for you. Okay. Okay. Shit. And they just, I don't know. My neighbors, when I wave at them, they just look at me like I'm crazy, or I, uh, or they pretend like they don't fucking see me. Like, oh, wow. that is so rude, right? That is rude. Like, just be like, just give me a head nod. You don't gotta, you know. I, listen, I took the time to say hello to you. <laughs> see, they better hope nobody ever breaks into their house, cause then I would be pretending like I don't see anything. Yeah, I need my neighbors to know that I know them and they know me. And I'm like, oh, well, usually Deborah goes for a walk at 6 p.m. every evening. It she's been doing that for three months nonstop, but she just kind of stopped. Maybe we should go check on Deborah. Right, and her husband is seeming way too happy for Deborah to be missing. So I think you should look at him first. Exactly, he killed <laughs> Deborah. New ch- look, new episode starting now. <laughs> Who killed Deborah? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is magic. What? I say you washing clothes. No, not washing clothes. Oh, that must be the sound of the fan. Then. Yeah. It's, not, it's like a washing machine. Oh, well, if you can hear it, I think everybody else. Oh, we're recording. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know either. Because <laughs> I was about to press it, but I thought I stopped myself in time. I did not. I'm going to keep it in. It's real. Well. <laughs> it's, so I, I guess if she can hear my ceiling fan, you guys too can too. But I warned you about that in the get-go. I, I'm not turning that shit off. It's so hot. And I'm not recording a uh, hour and some change podcast in a hot ass humid cl- closet. Just not happening. You are in Georgia. That's a different type of hot. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> why must you fry my eggs on the sidewalk? Okay, you can. <laughs> Sometimes. On your too. Green eggs and ham. Right oh, man. If your eggs are green, they've they've been they're probably gone bad. Quail <laughs> eggs, girl. Oh, then they're not chicken eggs. Either way, they're not what they appear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to this murder. So Philip was killed, okay? And while all of that was going on, you know, the murder and the lazy police work, <laughs> Philip's wife was still in the hospital with her broken hip healing. Now Mrs. Peters uh, is told that her husband was killed and of course she's upset about this who wouldn't be you know and while she's in the hospital the neighbors start to freak the fuck out many of them have noticed a lot of strange noises and movement coming from inside the house like the lights are turning on and off and the curtains sometimes move people are seeing faces in the window like it's crazy so a lot of them contact the police but the police can never find the cause of the strange occurrences so naturally, everyone just assumes that this house is haunted and it's probably haunted by Philip because he was killed there, which, you know, makes sense. If I'm being completely honest, I would have assumed the same exact thing, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, this dude was murdered there. And now I'm seeing shit. Yeah, it's haunted. You know, <laughs> that's my first go to now. But in my defense, I'm always like quick to assume that something if, like if something is, is not where it's supposed to be. It's always something or someone that's haunted. Like, it, that's where I go. Lee knows this. <laughs> what if all the homes that people think are haunted is just 
smart squatters in there. It's like, let's just make this joint look haunted and nobody will ever find us here. Because it never smells like meth. Oh. I'm just assuming all squatters <laughs> smoke meth. Am I wrong in, in that assumption? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, I know there ain't no black folks getting away with no squatting. Okay. <laughs> we can't even go into our own house that we actually do own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen. <laughs> Brianna oh, Taylor. You look, I'm bitch. <laughs> we talk about this old white man's murder. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so <laughs> anyways, everybody thinks the place is haunted. And um here <laughs> that did get dark. <laughs> so this is when the rumor of the house being haunted becomes a talk of the town. And there were even some children who were like walking by the house doing children like things and and they swore that they saw a creepy face staring at them through the window. And, you know, most people don't believe that shit. Oh, they're kids. They're fucking lying. Whatever. They're trying to prank us or whatever. And I would assume that, too, because kids kids are stupid. So <laughs> if you're a kid listening to this, I stand by that. You'll get smarter as you get older. Anyway. <laughs> so I got to say that, that that's some scary ass shit to see as an adult, though. Like a creepy face in a window, let alone as a child. Because you're thinking, damn, am I imagining this shit? Like, I know I just saw a face in that window. You know, most adults are like, listen, I had a little too much wine. I'm seeing shit. We try to rationalize what the fuck we saw, whereas children are like, no, I, I saw a blue kangaroo hopping down the street. I know what the fuck I saw. Like, <laughs> I know what I saw. Shut up. You know, anywho. So once, uh, once again, the police were called. They searched the whole house and didn't find anyone. So at this point, the entire neighborhood does they're almost positive that philip peters is the ghost of that house so mrs peters is finally well enough to leave the hospital and move back home and she's aware that the entire neighborhood thinks her house is haunted but she doesn't believe them you know at least not right away now it wasn't until she experienced a few terrifying moments herself that she began to believe that her house uh was actually haunted as fuck okay because there was a time where she was uh, like terrified to the point to where she fell and rebroke her hip. Yeah. Now because of which is kind of like you just healed your hip. <laughs> that ain't no good. So because of this, she needs to hire someone to help her heal like a, a caretaker or something. And also to help keep the house in order. And after a while, they both began to experience what they think is like paranormal experiences. So both of them are hearing things from inside the walls. And I got to be honest with you. If you're hearing anything inside your walls, it is not a good thing. Okay. There's either rodents, bugs, or evil spirits. I don't, and they all sound terrifying to me. Most time they're what? Or it's time to dush. Or it's time to dush. Those (laughs) wrong walls. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch. I'm bust open these walls. My name is Buck and I like to... Okay. <laughs> Kill Bill references. <laughs> so, okay, this okay, this does sound very horrifying, hearing things, you know, inside your home and you can't locate what's causing the sound, you know? So, wait to hear this. This is, this is going to really freak you out. This is horrifying as fuck. And I was really surprised when I read it. I guess I built it up enough. Okay, so what happens is one night the care worker, okay, is woken up out of her sleep because she hears a noise. Now she actually gets out of her bed 
to inspect what that strange noise was. And I gotta be honest with you, after already experiencing that weird paranormal shit in the house and the entire neighborhood says the house is haunted, I just don't see myself getting out of bed to check on it. Especially not by myself. Would you go check on that if you heard something in the middle of the night? If I was in the bed already, I'm not getting up to do anything. <laughs> Kill me, that. bitch, because I'm tired. I got to work in the morning. <laughs> That's why you're supposed to have a pistol under the... I mean, never mind. <laughs> this telling all your secrets. <laughs> Check under my pillow first. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. After I heard that the place was haunted, I don't think I would have stayed there to begin with. <laughs> so, I'll stay at the motel down the street, which you will be paying for. <laughs> I got silver bullets. Okay. Right through that. Like, no. I can't with they you. Can't feel that, huh? <laughs> they can't feel that. No, they they spirits. You can't but shoot a ghost. Them all. <laughs> let them know I ain't scared of them moments. Or the ghost will take your gun and shoot you with it. That's not fair. <laughs> I feel it, but they can take my seat. The metaphysical world don't make sense. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what's possible, but I do know that there are stories of spirits like taking people's, uh, like throwing knives and moving chairs and opening doors. I figure, why not shoot you? I don't know. Well, then they need to figure out how to still work, even though they did, so they can pay rent. If they can do all of that, they need to get back in this, to the system and help us pay these taxes and stuff. Tell them. Tell them. Mm-hmm. We should start taxing you ghosts. You damn you right. Half dead. <laughs> you ain't dead you enough. You half dead. You still half alive. You still gotta pay taxes. <laughs> pay your taxes. This is the moral of today's story. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's about it. Uh, pay your taxes. That's what we wanted to get to. Even ghosts. <laughs> So this crazy, uh, this nurse, she hears this, like, this sound. You know, she goes, she leaves her room. She goes down the hallway towards the stairs. And she sees, like, a super thin, dirty, creepy little creature. And when she, she, she was close enough to it that she could see that it chattered its teeth at her. Just. Mm-mm. Could you hear that? That's always a bad sound. I can uh, hear it a little bit. It sounds like somebody munching on booty, but... Oh, oh, damn, I did it again. <laughs> I wasn't munching, munching on ghosts. booties. <laughs> Ghost eat booties. You remember, what was that movie? Uh, uh, World War Z with Brad Pitt. Remember when the zombies would chatter their teeth? That's what oh, I pictured. Yeah, that was creepy. Right, that's what I pictured when I read that. I was like, oh, shit. That's a good movie. I like Brad Pitt. I used to not like Brad Pitt, but he's actually a really good actor. I fuck with him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's been around for so long. Yeah, he has been around for a while. I like Ryan Reynolds more, though. He'll be like a ghost actor. Oh, he probably will. Oh, that he's going to haunt the entire Hollywood Boulevard, bro. There's no way. I hope he does. Me too. That way I can finally meet him. (laughs) That was dark. Okay, so. He's not going to look the same. No, he won't. If I see him at all. Taking a picture with like my arm just held out and you can't see anyone there. This is me and Brad Pitt. Like, <laughs> like she's lying. Mine. Okay. <laughs> so she, so it, it chattered its teeth at her, which is creepy as hell. She ran out of the house. The police was contacted again, and she quit her job and never came back. Which I don't blame her. <laughs> just left Mrs. Her. Peters. 
Okay, I don't know, but you she probably was left Mrs. Peters by herself, just just like good luck, bitch. I'm out. Sorry about your hip. Look, I left some leftover spaghetti in the fridge. Bye. <laughs> good luck, old bitch. I gotta go. <laughs> I have things I to do. I got four baby daddies. Look, I'm busy. <laughs> so, ah, uh, oh, I love a good Hawaiian roll. Yeah, those are, I'm so hungry. Okay, so a neighbor offers to come uh, stay with Mrs. Peters to help her out. And I'm assuming is like the same bitch who was like cooking for her husband. Because like, you know, she's a night, just the most helpful goddamn neighbors ever created in that neighborhood, for real. Because I bet my neighbors don't even know my fucking name. <laughs> in defense, I don't know their names either. I be, Oh, that's the dude with the motorcycle. That's a dude who's all, he gave all three of his kids hoverboards and they always fall. <laughs> oh, them, them two black old ladies that always walk together. Oh, I do recognize them because they walk together every day around 4 p.m. I see them outside. So if I don't see them, I would be a little concerned. I'd be like, oh, where'd they go? <laughs> and so, you know, it's just how it would be. Anyways, uh, these motherfuckers are friendly as hell in her neighborhood. <laughs> so the neighbor stays with Mrs. Peters. And a few days later, she hears a bunch of noises coming from the kitchen. This crazy woman sprints to the kitchen and doesn't even turn on the lights first. Okay, which is, I, what? I'm not entering a she dark room. Black. No, there's no way she was black. I think this neighbor is white as fuck. And, and let me tell you another reason how I know this. Okay, this bitch, she, she, first of all, she offered to cook for somebody else for free for weeks. Second, when she realized that he just disappeared... She got everybody else involved. You know, Negroes mind their business, first of all. We don't just be inserting ourselves into shit. That's just not what we do. The, the, another thing that she did that I thought was, was just not black. I'm not saying she's white, but she ain't black. <laughs> Maybe she's mixed because this is a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a she lot going on. Mixed. Right. She's, oh, well, Philip hasn't come by for his free meal. Let me just go over there and check on him. I'm like, look like Philip ain't getting enough food today. Ow, extra for me. Right, more for me. Le- leftovers, Le- leftovers, right? Okay, well, I'm you just being a bitch. Leftovers when you got them ham sandwiches with, Matt, with uh, mayo after Thanksgiving. Mm, I love a good a thanks man, leftover Thanksgiving food. That is everything, bro. Let me ask you this, ma'am. On Thanksgiving, do you get, like, cranberry sauce? I'm not a fan of it, but I eat <gasps> of it anyway. You're not a I fan. I like it warm more. I don't like it real tipping or, or cold. I'll eat it hot with my turkey. I only eat it with my turkey. And the I forgot I that you was weird there. as fuck. I don't know why the hell I even went to you for this. <laughs> if I mix it in with my turkey and my stuffing, I like it that way. I don't care for it by itself. I don't eat it by itself. I tell you this right now. When I have my cranberry sauce, I like my shit from the can. I don't need no uh, fresh-ass cranberries in it. I don't need it homemade. Go get my ocean spray in the can. Cut that bitch up and serve it to me cold as fuck. That's how me, you, you and my godmother would be best friends on that one. Well, cranberry <laughs> sauce brings right people together. And you you sociopaths that like your fresh made cranberry hey. sauce. The fuck wrong with y'all? <laughs> hey, I'm about to have a mm, cranberry sauce. Anyways, murder. So <laughs> she sprints into the kitchen, doesn't turn the lights on, sees th- sees that like 
that stereotypical white girl shit from the, that they do in the horror movies just kind of just kind of hey i heard a noise over there i should definitely break away from my friends to go check it out in the dark room with no lights i should also do it unarmed breathing as hard and loud as i can so the demon can okay. find me and steal my okay. soul dial, dial it back, dial it back. <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> I, that is a stereotypical white shit in the movies half the in time the somebody gets murdered and one of those bitches is always naked in the shower why that's not the time to be naked you heard that michael myers was in town this is not the time for naked showers <laughs> you know that jason Voorhees is out there why are you in the shower <laughs> you about to be looking down from heaven like why did i why are you in the shower anyways you get the gist so (laughs) you you get it so anyways the uh shower i wanted to make that a duet sorry and i wasn't even singing the right song i just wanted to sing (laughs) two different songs so anyways the neighbor uh the neighbor that state that was staying with mrs peters decides to go check on the strange noise in the kitchen and when she gets to the kitchen, she sees a ghost in the kitchen. And uh, that's that's what she sees. Like, just this, she thinks it's a ghost. And she screamed. And when she looked behind her, because she thought she heard something else, she looks back, it's gone. So that's why she thinks it's a ghost. And I don't know why she would look away from it. So that's some crazy shit. I, my eyes would have been stuck in that motherfucker the entire time. I need to know what's happening. <laughs> you know? So when she... um. She calls the police, and to be honest with you, the police was already very familiar with that house because of all the phone calls to the police that the neighbors and Mrs. Peters herself made about the paranormal activity that they've all been witnessing. And so over the overly friendly neighbor that was staying with her told investigators it was filthy, wraith-like thing that vanished when she screamed and she didn't know where it went. That's what she told, that's what she told the police. That was a description. So Mrs. Peters had had enough of the creepy shit happening to her in this house and went to live with her son in Western Colorado and good for her. Get up out of there. I know that's right. Bye. That's her black side. That's her black side. He's stupid. (laughs) And a lot of people who experience paranormal things like this in their home they don't always have the option, the choice to just leave. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're not that lucky. So if she's able to get that move with her son, that's what's up. Good for her. Mm-hmm. So the police. The trilogy, they followed them. Well, that's because that family was haunted. Like it's, it's possible for a person to be haunted. So no matter where you go, you can't get away from it. That's the horrifying shit. I'd rather it just be attached to a house. I can be like, oh, okay, you don't want me here. All right, I'm out. Bye. (laughs) Right. Left some spaghetti in the refrigerator for you. (laughs) I'm out. So the, uh, the police are, uh, okay. okay. So she gets to the house and moves in with her son. The police are still, (laughs) that's what Georgia from, uh, my favorite murder does. She forgets her place. She's like, beep, boop, 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 boop. And then she finds her spot. She's so cute. So uh, the police are still getting reports of strange occurrences happening at, uh, at this particular residence. So every now and then the police will stake out the house or walk around the premises to see if they can figure out what the fuck is going on. Uh, sometimes they even go inside the house, you know, 
They probably got permission from Mrs. Peters to do so, because I'm sure at this point she didn't give two flying fucks what they did. She wasn't going back there. <laughs> oh, you want to go into my haunted house and inspect and help yourself? There's some spaghetti in the refrigerator if you want some. <laughs> Have fun. Now, they, now the cops uh, probably think that there are like teenagers playing tricks on people or maybe even squatters that are sneaking to the house. But on July 30th, 1942, actually, there are several different accounts of exactly what happened. Some say an officer heard a lock click on the second floor when he was making his rounds inside the house. This was just routine check on the house. And he hears this. And uh, this locking sound on the second floor. And he's probably like, what the fuck was that? Because that would have been my reaction too. Like, 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 mm-hmm. the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why? Now, I, I, uh, I bet his eyes got like really big and, and wide and his heart was probably leaping out of his chest. Homie was probably scared to death and rightly so. Even with a gun, you hear all these rumors about it being haunted. Like, a gun is not going to help you from a spirit. It's not going to help you. So they're already dead. They don't care. <laughs> so others say that there was a mailman doing his thing and looked up and happened to see a fleeting glimpse of a dirty, scary face popping out from behind the curtains in a window, which is, this is the version that I like to go with because it's more creepy. <laughs> that sounds really creepy. Right? Just, just pa Like, <laughs> Punch that mofo in the face. And I feel like, Every neighborhood has their, like, that one house where you're just like, that place is fucking haunted. I, I just know it. Like, I had a house like that in my neighborhood, and if I ever saw a face pop out from behind the curtains, I'd have shit myself right then and there. Believe that. Mm-hmm. Believe that. Defecated Just all over the place. And I would it would have been rightly so. I would have saw a spirit, and I would have had a right. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time you're shooting yourself, it's when you see a spirit. Oh, listen, I saw a spirit. Oh, okay, cool, that's fine. <laughs> so anyways um so the mailman uh was doing his thing and he looked up and he saw the fleeting glimpse of a scary face popping out from behind the curtains in the window and there were two policemen that were stationed outside the home uh and they do that shoulder bust through the door thing that they that looks always really cool in the movies like uh, we're coming in you know Right. Or they do that foot burst through the door thing and apparently there's a certain area of the door where you're supposed to do that Otherwise, your foot just goes through the door and it doesn't open. It's a thing. Anyways, I digress. So, <laughs> just teaching everybody how to bust through doors that don't belong to them. This is how you do it. <laughs> everybody write this down. <laughs> so, the house definitely looks like, they get inside, the house definitely looks like no one has lived there for quite some time. All the furniture is covered in sheets. It's, uh, there's a bunch of old magazines everywhere on the table and creepy ass pictures hung up all over the walls. Or I guess you can say just old pictures, because let's be honest, the older the pictures, the creepier they appear. <laughs> I don't make the rules. This is what Even it is. Even if they're smiling and happy, it still just looks creepy, just from the, the color of the pictures. Yeah, like, like that color. sepia and shit. Right, yeah, like who made them smile? There must be some terrorists holding them musket at them you better fucking smile smile. yeah because like if you can get a smiling photo back then especially like in the 20s whatever that's interesting because like the flash on those cameras they took a while to set up you know you see it to hold your smile for a while so a lot of people just stop smiling they're like this hurts my face i'm just gonna sit here (laughs) and so that's why a lot of photos and from back then 
people aren't smiling as much because their face hurt (laughs) for holding that pose for too long. And I remember seeing that, like something about that on YouTube or something like on those top 10 unknown things or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, the house definitely looks like no one had lived there for quite some time. All the furniture is covered in sheets, and it's a bunch of old magazines all over the table and creepy ass pictures hung up hung up all over the walls, like I said. And, um, anyways, these officers they bust into the house and are met with a wall of odor you could not believe. Okay, an officer even vomited because the odor was so strong. He was like, I'm coming in! Like, (laughs) and they began to search the lower level of the house first. And just as one of them made their way up the stairs, they noticed that a closet door swinging shut from across the room. Both officers make a beeline toward the closet and caught a glimpse of what appears to be someone's legs going through the trap door of the closet. Okay, and attached to these dirty ass smelly legs is a pair of the dirtiest pair of pants you've ever seen. Anyway, so the officer lunges at the feet, ends up grabbing uh, a piece of the pants, and the, 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 ugh, this is so gross. (laughs) I remember it now. So the pants leg, uh, they grab it and it like almost disintegrated in the officer's Ooh. hands because they were so dirty. Right. <laughs> Just na- like when your pants are so filthy that they come apart in someone's hands. <laughs> that's a problem. You need oh, new Tom Sawyer collection. <laughs> outfit having it. Tom Sawyer collection outfit having <laughs> That was funny as hell. I love it. So the the cop, he lunges for the legs and pulls down as hard as he can. Ah, man. So that was, that was, that was creepy. Pulled his leg hard as he can in the closet. Because at this point, guys, remember, there's a cop who finds these dirty ass legs and these pants that have already disintegrated and smell of body odor and urine they need some cocoa butter and some febreze febreze he needs a whole ass shower <laughs> like, <laughs> a chemical shower yeah spray that motherfucker down <laughs> yeah, acid rain yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> now the closet is entirely too small for his partner to help him with this particular situation so he struggled with his dirty, like with his dirty ass leg for like about five minutes. Okay. <laughs> just, just imagine a dirty ass skinny white leg that's just nasty as hell. And, and, and there's like a guy pulling on it for five minutes. That's, that's a, that's a long time they pulling on a leg. Just for the listeners, that was not a racist comment. The leg is white because it could be a Caucasian leg or it could just be a very ashy leg. We're not assuming. <laughs> Either way, they need some cocoa butter and some disinfectant. That's an ashy-ass leg if you mistake it for a Caucasian leg. You need some... Well, you know, I found out that a lot of the, you know, homeless people that out there that I thought was black homeless people, they're actually white homeless people that just been out in the sun so long they look black. God damn. That's definitely Los Angeles right there. 
<laughs> I found that out. I'm like, I literally thought all of these was black homeless people. No, they're white and they're just really, really dirty. Damn, especially when I you look from bad. afar. Yeah, you would think mm-hmm. you would think that. Yeah, moving on from the sad uh, speak of homeless people. Thank you for that, Lee. Sorry. That downer of a segue. So- <laughs> Back to murder. <laughs> Back to murder. It's, it's more uppity. Okay, so... <laughs> Finally, the cop was able to yank down what, what they described as a scarecrow of a man, is what they said. He was filthy, his feet were bare, and his clothing was tattered beyond belief. Okay, remember those pants disintegrated in his hands. And, and don't... So he didn't eat the spaghetti? No, he didn't eat the spaghetti. I guess he didn't. He should have. He's still there, waiting on us. <laughs> on us. You can have it. <laughs> and by the way, guys, I'll have a few photos on the uh, on the podcast Instagram at It's Pro Silly, so you can see what he looks like and what the house looks like and, and all that good stuff. And his ashy ass leg. And his ashy ass leg. He's so stupid. I should put that on a shirt. His ashy, ashy ass, ass leg. leg. <laughs> I want people who are listening to this and who are part of the Facebook group, uh, the Professional Silly Podcast group. I want you from now on to just like, to just start like uh, quoting your favorite quotes of the show. <laughs> I want to know mm-hmm. what stood out to you. It says a lot about you. Put that I'll in be there. Selling T-shirts for fifty nine ninety nine with uh, ashy ass leg T-shirts. Oh my god, <laughs> we need to do this for real. <laughs> Cause I want one. <laughs> and then on the back, he needs some cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. And I want it now. <laughs> now they don't let me, don't even let me get started on uh, on his hair. He okay. Listen, oh he wasn't looking too good. So they so get him down. Cocoa butter and a perm. Yeah, cocoa butter and a. I was gonna say cocoa butter, cocoa butter and a perm. Homie needs a lot, a lot, a lot. So he passes out. After they pull him out of the closet, and an ambulance is called. Now, the man that they uh, had ripped out of the closet, his name was Theo. Theodore Edward Coney's the same 17-year-old kid that the Peters had taught to play the mandolin many years ago. The same person who knocked on the door of of, uh, Philip Peters' home. And when Philip wasn't home, he decided to let himself in. He found the trap door in the closet. And he's been staying in the attic ever since. Nine months of staying in the attic, at an attic, which is fucking insane, by the way. You like I did that? We, we went back. He never ate the spaghetti. And for those of you listening who were really confused, there was never any spaghetti. I just feel like we need to make that clear. The lady was giving out It could have been like. It could have been like chicken and boiled potatoes. I don't know if she could cook. We don't. <laughs> this is probably one of those it's weird ladies who boiled chicken. <laughs> Here, sprinkle some pepper on it. It's seasoned. Right. Here's the raisins for the potato salad. <laughs> oh, hell no. Those type of people are just murderers. Evil. Evil. Anybody that puts raisins in potato salad, you are. I look at you like American Psycho. (laughs) American Psycho. So, so they um. So it's the same guy. It's freaking insane. Okay, so at this point in time, 
Theo is in his 60s at this point. So he's about 5'10 and weighs 137 pounds. He's very thin. He looks like he's malnourished, you know. And I'm guessing the struggle with the officer literally took everything out of him that he had because he passed out the moment he got down there. They said that the hole of the trap door was about the size of three cigar boxes. Okay, so... I made a I made sure to put a picture on the uh, podcast Instagram at it's pro silly so you can see uh, the size of uh, of cigar boxes in the so film. It's like a two a two by three. Yeah, something like that. Foot, one square feet. A square it's about feet. the size of like a like a small iPad. You know what I mean? So a rectangle toe. Yeah. Instead of a square foot, it's more like a rectangular toe. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Kind of. I don't know what I'm what I'm talking about. I thought you, I was under, I was saying yeah to the to the rectangular, rectangular <laughs> part of that. <laughs> the rest of that I was like I'll just say yeah. Okay, <laughs> the photo I that I um right stuck in the trap door. The photo that I that I used on the Instagram is like a it's like a guy who's juggling cigar boxes so it can show you exactly how small the cigar boxes can be, and luckily he's juggling three so you can kind of imagine how small that hole was. You can see it once again. Instagram at It's Pro Silly uh, Pod Group there, so you can check that out. So anyways, Theodore Conies was born in Illinois in the 1800s, but ended up going to Denver in the 1910s. And as a kid, his health wasn't that great, as we discussed earlier, and things just didn't get any better as he got older. He had a hard time finding a job, not only because of his health, but it was also around the Great Depression, you know. When he was about 16 or 17, that's when he ran into the Peters couple at the Denver Guitar Club. So they decided to check the attic, the cops, and realized it was only a few sizes larger than a coffin. Maybe like two or three coffins side by side. It was not that big. And uh, there was a singular light bulb that hung from a wire in the rafters. And it smelled, of course, horrible. Because he was probably using the bathroom up there. And I actually read somewhere that he was actually collecting his waste somehow. So it didn't smell too good. He had fashioned a bed out of old ironing board. Out of an old ironing board and magazines. And there were spider webs everywhere. Okay. In his ass? <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I meant the, the addict. <laughs> And they also found a bloody murder weapon that was used to kill uh, uh, Philip. They found something that was called the stove shaker and it was covered in blood. So they rushed him to the hospital because he obviously was malnourished and he's super thin and they think he's going to die, right? So he's released from the hospital uh, days later and they, they take him, or maybe weeks later, I don't fucking know. They, they let him go because he was better. And, they, uh, and the police take him to the police station and he tells them everything. So we're going to we're going to pick up where we left off earlier in the episode when Theodore knocks on the door of Mr. Peters, hoping that Philip would help him out. But Philip was visiting his wife, Helen, at the hospital with her broken hip and whatnot. So he doesn't answer the door. So at this time, Theo figures out that no one's home, decides to let himself inside of the house. He, he steals food, money, anything else that's useful. He starts to look around the house for more items that he could steal and he comes across this closet and when he looks up at the ceiling he sees his trap door and thought to himself uh i can sneak up there and be the weirdo living in someone's attic without their knowledge this is what i'm gonna do this is that my journey just, uh, he literally 
you that was his legit thought that I'm making up in my head as I say this. <laughs> so it wasn't his literal thought, no. <laughs> or maybe it was. I don't know. <laughs> they, they didn't record his thoughts in the articles that I found. There's no telling. There's no way to know. <laughs> so he tells the police that he lived in, um, in the Phillips house for about nine months and that he would do his best to stay perfectly still when someone was home and he could hear when someone was downstairs. So it was pretty easy for him to know when to be quiet. Now a night, uh, one night he would, uh, at, at night, excuse me, he would sneak downstairs and he would eat scraps of food. He even stuck his finger inside the jelly jar and would like, you know, like lick his finger and oh, yeah. Oh, he's a real psycho. Yeah, <laughs> which is that's gross. Real psycho stuff. I can't imagine he washes his hands that. I mean, he's collecting his own shit, and his Did pants are just deteriorating. It's you know. Man, oh my god. Can you? So that just... means Philip was like eating his like finger jelly. That sounds gross. Right. He's infesting the family with. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. Just, mm. And I really like jelly. That upsets me. I'm really upset about that. <laughs> this, That's the worst part of this entire story. There was a it's murder, Lee. <laughs> finger, but he put his finger in jelly. So okay, she says the worst else. part of this whole true crime episode is the finger jelly. Not the murder or the fact that there's a creepo living in the attic. The whole neighborhood thinks the place is haunted. But the finger jelly... That's where you. That's where I cross the line. At the very least, he could have not done that. <laughs> See, that's what set off the, the the That's what set off everything else that happened. You're probably right. Jelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would cause me to murder if I if I found out that someone stuck their finger in my jelly. I'd be upset about it. That's just bad. That's just a bad omen right there. Once you do that, everything bad is gonna happen to you. Mm-hmm. Don't finger my jelly, you bitches. Right. So. You're gonna be hexed. <laughs> Hex for life. So he tells the police that um, that he lived in the Phillips house for about nine months and all that good stuff. Now, I found a few quotes on Murderpedia.com. And that's a real, I know, that's a real site. Yeah, I wish I could have seen Lee's fucking face. Murderpedia. Her whole face, her whole face said Murderpedia. You, like, Murderpedia? With a question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> what? It's like Wikipedia, but it's um, a website that discusses like serial killers and murders and things like that. It's very interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle some of those quotes in of what Theo told the cops, and it says here, and I quote: "Should I do like a creepy old man voice?" Yes. Oh, I'm gonna try that. Okay. <clears throat> and I quote: "I was in the neighborhood in September 1941." And I found the house unlocked and no one home. I went in and stole some food and I was in bad shape. My lungs were giving me a lot of trouble and I was at the end of my rope. Fall was coming on and I couldn't face another winter on the road. I had to, I had to have a place to stay. I didn't know Mrs. Peters was in the hospital and I found a hole in the closet, climbed through and slept and slept. What do you think? How's my old man voice? Creepy old man. That was decent. That was really good. Not bad. You're just missing. You're missing a little bit of rasping. It's just a little bit. I through the slip lid. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, so Theo yeah, apparently, like right? Come try my chicken. <laughs> there you go. 
So Theo apparently gets bored and decides to sneak downstairs in the house while Philip is actually home. He even starts to, you know, to, to shadow Mr. Peters as he walks through the house. That is creepy. Imagine walking in your home and you think you're by yourself and there's someone behind you following you and you have no idea. Like, there's a wall behind me. I'm good. I took a look. That's what pistols are for. That's what pistols are for. Well, if you don't know that they're there. You just start shooting behind you, Jesse. Just shoot. You finna get shot. (laughs) It's almost as if he wanted to get caught. You know what I mean? Like, why else would you do that? (laughs) You know? Right. So this whole thing is just crazy. So Theo goes on to tell police. Let me see if I can rasp it up. Whenever I heard him downstairs. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Whenever I heard him downstairs, I kept real still. Then I got bolder, and I used to shadow him from room to room. It was sort of a game. It gave me a thrill. It was the first time in my life I'd ever had anyone at my mercy, but I didn't want to hurt him. It was miserable hot in the summer, and my feet froze in the dead of winter in that attic, but it still was a part of a price that I was willing to pay. I can't tell you why I stuck it out. I guess it was mostly because it was a world all my own. And I used to go down and I looked out the windows and watched the postman come by. Oh my God. Do you remember like um, the mailman that I mentioned that saw his face in the window? That's what he's talking about, the postman that he saw, that dude. So he did see him. He was watching. Yeah, he was. So the postman. Yeah, they was watching each other. <laughs> Nobody's written. Postman. Right. Here he is, he's postman. There's a sociopath. Finger and jelly. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, let me get close. Did he just finger that jelly? <laughs> I told you. Told you the finger in the jelly was the first time social cabinet. He's following people and shit. Yeah, yeah, things get weird. He goes on to say, Nobody's written me in 25 years. Whenever I saw people on the street, I hated them and would go back to my attic. So, I'll be honest with you, I was, I miss getting letters, you know, and things like that in the mail because these days all you get are like advertisements and bills in the mail. People asking you. Money. Yeah, give me money. You IRS, whatever. Anyways. Everything is giving me money. <laughs> yeah. Letters give me money. It was so awesome when someone would take the time and they would sit down and write you something and then send it to you and because it's personal. Think about it. They sit down, they write you something, they go all the way to the post office, pay to send whatever it is that they're sending you, and they have to drive all the way back home. Like it's personable, you know, and, and then the mailman got to go to Timbuktu yeah. and put it on Pride Rock and then put it on. Where do you live? <laughs> Pride Rock. And a place where nobody <laughs> fingers jelly. <laughs> I just feel like emails and text messages are just lazy. Anyway, Phil goes on to explain why he murdered this dude. <laughs> It was because the jelly wasn't sugar free. I want a sugar free jelly, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I've got diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, Everything would have been all right, and Phil Peters would have been alive today if he hadn't caught me robbing the ice box. It was him or me, and I thought he had gone out. 
but he was just taking a nap. I hit Man, him. He went Scooby Doo on him. Yeah, he did. If he hadn't caught me. <laughs> if he hadn't, those crazy kids, if they hadn't caught me doing this. <laughs> right. Really? You all up in somebody's house not paying rent, figuring jelly and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get over this jelly figure. I see. How do you know nobody fingered your jelly? I don't. Now I'm upset. <laughs> All the questions that are unanswered. I've got question marks. <laughs> so then he goes on to say, it was him or me. I thought he had gone out, but he was taking a nap. I hit him with the stove shaker. And I'll include a picture of uh, what a stove shaker is on the IG podcast. Shake it like a stove shaker. <laughs> hate you so much i love little john though okay <laughs> so uh he goes on to say when, <clears throat> when he tried to run for help i hit him with the stove shaker i don't know if he recognized me it was nearly 30 years since he'd last seen me when it was over i ran to the attic after i washed and dried the shaker i was I was sitting on the trap door when you were pounding on it from below. That night you found him. Remember? That too sexual. Right? <laughs> Just a series of that's what she said. That's all. Right. <laughs> so he confesses all of this to the police. He was, By the way, round of applause if you're listening. I feel like I did my old man in the attic voice very well. I was like Oscar worthy work right there. So, so he was arrested and sentenced to life at the Colorado State Penitentiary. Uh, this is in, I think, Canon, Canyon City, Colorado. I'm probably saying it wrong. And he went there in 1942 and remained there for over 20 years. And uh, while he was there, he got a chance to have the lavish job of the prison librarian. So that's nice. He was able to put on weights because he finally was you know, served food almost every day. And I was like, that's good. So I guess you could say that he was probably happier in prison than he was in the streets. You know, he died in the prison hospital May 16th of 1967 at the age of 84. And it looks like all those doctors that told him he was going to die before he was an adult can suck it because he lived to be old as shit and got to commit murder. Got to commit murder. Wrong phrasing of that. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. not a, a good thing don't murder people don't. <laughs> he got and to commit murder I want to murder too <laughs> please don't hide in people's homes yeah. all you have to do is go to prison don't do they that you every day you get a shower you get bed just go to prison I hear you get better food on death row I wonder if that's true it is true that's sad and saddens me Anyway, the papers, moving on, the papers called him the Denver Spider-Man of Moncrief Place, because that's the street where the Peters house was on. And they called him that because according to history.denverlibrary.org, Officer Fred Zarnow said a man would have to be a spider to stand it that long up there. Theodore actually had something to say about the nickname, the Spider-Man of Denver, and he said he likes spiders. They're friendly and people are cruel. And that's my story. Okay. <laughs> See, 
All I know is that he favorite jelly, so fuck him. That's what you take from this? <laughs> yes. Fuck him. He's a jelly finger. Well, he's already gone. <laughs> yeah, he died. He's dead. <laughs> he's probably haunting that fucking attic. I don't know. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Somehow. We all see now he loves addicts. He loves a good addict. And other people's jelly. I would say addict instead of addict, like a drug addict. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I keep doing that. I probably did it a million times in this episode, but I try to pretend like I didn't. So, there. <laughs> therefore, it didn't happen. Lee, thank you so much for joining this fun podcast episode. It was fun. I'm a little, I'm really upset still about the jelly, but it was fun. <laughs> Will you be checking your addict as soon as you can? Hell yeah, but pistol first. <laughs> Grab your pistol. Why do you call it a pistol? Because <laughs> that's what it is. I'm going to wave it around up there, shoot off a couple shots, and then I'm going to stick my head up there. Anybody alive? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a family member has made it into a man cave, and you didn't know, and you just murdered your family member. Like, I was up here watching The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my fault because that's an amazing show. I shouldn't have shot you. Sorry. That's what you get because Wire got canceled years ago. <laughs> the Wire was a good ass show. For those of you listening, watch that immediately. I saw it on Amazon Prime when I was watching it. I don't know if it's still there, but check that I'm shit over out. The Wire now because I had I overheard a Caucasian. I respectfully overheard a Caucasian woman explain. That she understands black struggle because she watched every episode of The Wire. So, what is her address? I want to stop I, by. You're right. Cause that's <laughs> that's so ridiculously stupid. I can't even respond to it. <laughs> it's too. It's even. It's actually too stupid to be racist. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. It's just like what? <laughs> it's like, you don't understand how racism works, do you? At all. <laughs> you can't even do racism right. You're doing racism wrong. <laughs> That's what okay. angers me the most. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining, man. I uh, I hope that we get to do this again sometime. And, and then when we do, they're not always going to be true crime or paranormal stuff. It might be something else random as shit. So if you're down, just, let me know. I'm down. I appreciate it. I loved it. I'm thankful that you had me on. Just please don't mention anybody fingering jelly ever. So the next episode we'll do, it'll be only about people fingering uh, fingering jelly. That's the entire episode. Entire thing. I'm not showing up. (laughs) (laughs) So Spider Man was actually the villain in this story. (laughs) Wow. So I hope you guys enjoyed this weird episode. Kind of definitely creepy. Uh, I will be checking my addict as soon as I finish. Every time I say addict, I keep saying addict like a drug addict. It's one of those things. I try not to. Listen, if there's anything that you can learn from this podcast episode, it's check your addict or other areas of your home to make sure that you don't have your own Spider-Man. Just just double check. Professional Silly Life rules, people. Some people have like basements, crawl spaces, attics, uh closets whatever just just check them out just make sure you know maybe get some uh (laughs) maybe go ahead and get one of those machines where you can go ahead and and check and see what's inside your walls could be bones you never know anyway (laughs) 
professionally silly life rules people if you enjoyed this episode let me know on the podcast twitter at it's pro silly or in the on the uh, podcast facebook group the professionally silly pod group on facebook you know what's up i love to why did i do that i love to hear your feedback i really do if you amazing human beings with lovely beautiful ears would like to join in on the silly and you have any stories you want to share scary funny embarrassing paranormal true crime whatever maybe you just want to say hey email me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message on the Anchor app or my Google Voice number, 805-664-1828. Leave me a voicemail or a text message and I'll put you in the podcast unless you guys say otherwise. I'd love to hear from you. I really would because that would be what? Fucking titties. So (laughs) shout out to uh, murderpedia.com history.denverlibrary.com wikipedia.com and ranker.com oh and uh two true crime podcasts the my favorite murder podcast and the old timey crimey podcast Uh, both of these podcasts and these websites they provided me with the information that i needed to make this podcast episode awesome they gave me details and facts it was great (laughs) research took forever guys oh my god so the true crime episodes like these always take the longest because there are so many facts and so many details and sometimes some sources don't give you the same information most of the time you end up fact checking facts like well is the sky really blue on august 19th 1941 i have to look into that you know also um i want to thank you guys for your support and coming back every week it means a lot that you are still here with me If this is your first time listening, I hope that you had a great time and I hope that you return and I hope that you join me every Friday as we get professionally silly on these audio waves. Yes. Don't forget to support this podcast by leaving reviews on whichever podcast directory that you're using, especially Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. If you've got that, they are super important, you know, uh, for the show. It's the only way to really help my podcast grow. And uh, I need you guys to help uh, find me some success, man. All this hard-ass work I'm doing, I need your help to get to where I'm trying to get to. You know what I'm saying? So leaving a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes really helps the Professionally Silly Podcast grow and, and be suggested to new listeners. So that that's kind of important to me. <laughs> Uh, This week on my PSC podcast shout out corner, old timey crimey. This is the true crime podcast where you get to experience true crime from the 1950s and before. Guest hosts, Scott, Amber, who's my favorite because she has my name, and Christy, remember the good old days and share some old school crime. So make sure you let them know that the Professionally Silly podcast sent you. None of my PSCs really need shout outs from my tiny little podcast because a lot of them are doing fantastic without my shout outs. But I do love the podcast that I share with you and I think that you may enjoy them too. And if you are a true crime head, then you already know what my favorite murder is that podcast. I don't even have to explain that to you. Just go look up my favorite murder. Enjoy the hilarity between Georgia and Karen and fucking listen to some murder stories <laughs> or about their actual lives because I-, I tell you what about the first 20 minutes 
of their podcast is usually them just shooting the shit, which I actually love. So check them out. Love it, love it. I guess it's two PSCs this week. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if you enjoy the Professionally Silly podcast and you want to help out, you can now support my silly content by making monthly donations. Yeah, this will be very helpful in making the Professional Silly podcast even better and help move the silly forward. You can now make monthly contributions as low as 99 cents a month, $4.99 or $9.99 a month right here on the Anchor app. And if you got commitment issues, don't worry about that. I got PayPal. www.paypal.me slash Amber Smiles Jones. Help me keep the silly flowing. Also, before we go, make sure you guys check out the show notes for some bonus information like my social media stuff. I got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, two YouTube channels, uh, the Professionally Silly channel and the Paranormal Black Activity channel. Check them out. They're awesome. I'm a bit biased, but they're awesome. <laughs> All my personal and podcast social media information is down in the show notes below. And you can follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at It's Pro Silly. And uh, don't forget about the podcast group, the Facebook group. The Professionally Silly pod group is right there for you. We have a good time to share your opinions on my older and or newer episodes, post silly true crime, paranormal memes, or just Monday memes. I really don't care. Let's just have some fun in there because we're the smile squad. You know what I'm saying? We're, We're professionally silly homies. Let's have some professionally silly fun. Okay, I've also got a P.O. box and you can always snail mail me if you like. If you got a story that you want to write out, that's fine. Just make sure that your shit's legible. I don't want to be on this podcast episode. I can't tell if that's a T or a D. But, you know, (laughs) anyways, my P.O. box is Amber Smiles Jones, P.O. Box 533, Lovejoy, Georgia, 302. Five zero, and it's going to be down in the show notes as well. Once again, I'm your audible booth saying Amber Smiles Jones, and thank you so much for listening to the professionally silly station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Stay silly, guys.